This is Thursday, April 28th. Have you ever been on a missions trip and had the opportunity to visit, visit with those missionaries? When I have a chance to visit, I quickly see that missionaries are never alone. They're part of networks of relationships. And this is what building ministry is all about. This is also how the ministry of Jesus grows in cities. What you begin to realize is that the body of Christ is a rich and thick, thick network of friendships constructed around the bond that people have in Christ. What is a thick network? Around each of us are circles of relationships, you might say, if you wanted to envision it. Those closest to you are likely family members and a few close friends. These are the thickest bonds you have with other human beings. You can go to each other for support. You can lean on each other when times, when tough times come. You can rely on each other when push comes to shove. Now in the next circle, a little further away from you, are friends as well. But these friends are not as close as family. They're not your closest friends. You might be reluctant to go to them for support or help. You spend less time with them, and they likely know less about you. Then in the next circle are people you know, but they're more distant, perhaps more like acquaintances. When you see them, you know them by name, but you haven't shared your life with them in a real way, or they with you in any meaningful way. Now we view this understanding of relationships because in the context of your closest relationship is where you can have your most powerful impact to serve and love. Now, this doesn't mean you can't serve strangers. You can. It means that the body of Christ grows as thick networks develop, as people on the fringes of friendship are drawn more deeply into the living community of Jesus. Now, here's our scripture for today. Romans chapter 16, verse 3 to 11. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my, fellow kin my kinsmen and fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles, and they were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my beloved Stachus. Greet Apelles, who is approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the family of Aristobulus. Greet my kinsman Herodian. Greet those in the Lord who belong to the family of Narcissus. Now you have to admit we often skip over passages like this in Scripture. It seems like nothing more than a list of names. You see, what we may not realize is that Paul is giving us a glimpse into his network of spiritual friendships. In the process, we can see how the gospel spread across the Roman Empire. Now, each of us have networks like Paul's. I have friends following Jesus in Los Angeles, Seattle, New York City, Atlanta, New Orleans, and many other U.S. cities. Here in Miami, the network is so thick 
that there isn't time to share all about it with you. Here is what we know about Paul's friendship. Presca and Aquila, sometimes called Priscilla and Aquila, are some of the deepest friends of Paul that at one time hosted church meetings in their home. This was before any congregation of believers had a building. The believers moved from house to house. They were Jewish before they came to faith in Jesus, and they had to flee Rome when the Jews were told to leave by Emperor Claudius. They resettled in Ephesus, where they helped to nurture a young leader for the church there, a young man named Apollos. Later, when the law changed and they could move back to Rome, they did. But each stop along the way, they hosted the church and encouraged new believers in Jesus. And many times, they came to the aid of Paul. As we look at the listing here, we also find the names of six women. He praises them for their support of the work of the church and their faithfulness in Christ Women were not seen as second-class citizens, but fellow servants. For example, Phoebe is called a deaconess, or a minister of the gospel, for example. Often Priscilla is mentioned before her husband, which would sound a bit unusual to them, because usually men were mentioned before their wives. But in so doing, we're being given a hint that she likely was the one often taking the lead in serving the church. Then there are 13 names in Paul's list that are connected to the royal palace in Rome. This means that the gospel had reached into the place where the highest levels of leadership in the empire were serving. You see, as we trace out these relationships, we begin to see the extent of the influence of the gospel. And here's another beautiful truth. Ampliatus was a common slave name. But his grave, which can actually be visited to this day, is highly decorated. This means that though he was a slave, he likely had high standing in the church. You see, slaves served alongside free men and women. The barriers that normally kept people apart were obliterated by Jesus. Now we will look at one other man mentioned, the household of Narcissus. This man served the emperor as a trusted secretary, and therefore he had immense influence in Rome and in political life. Here we're getting just a small glimpse of how the gospel advanced from the earliest days that it was being shared in the empire. The gospel was working like that little bit of leaven in the lump of dough, spreading influence to rich and poor, slave and free, men and women And this is also how the gospel spreads in a city like Miami. It's through your friendships, through thick networks of influence, that grace moves through a city. This is how Jesus changes families and communities, and ultimately entire cities. Now, our discussion would not be complete without thinking about our relationships. To carry out the ministry of Jesus means to put relationships first. To trust that God brings grace into people's lives in precisely this way. Let's pray. Lord God, make us aware of the people you place around us each day. Give us eyes to see the network of friendships you've provided to us that we might understand how your grace flows into the lives of people and into the neighborhoods of our city. In your name we pray. Amen.